0: Before the bloodbath begins, slither your way over to the host's socials. For the podcast, slash over to Twitter at the B-H-O underscore podcast. Instagram, the Baron's Hideout podcast. Then stab over to Dean's Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce. Listen to the show on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the slay and try to stay alive.
1: The next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear up the unsuspecting guests, in which deliver their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In his bloodbath, no one gets
0: out alive. This is Within the bearings. Co-host Dean, and joining us today is the man that achieved a huge feat. We have Steve Barton, producer of *Terrifier 2*, Algoria, *Never Sleep Again* documentary, and more. So let's dive into the *Terrifier* verse together. Steve, how you been?
1: Hey man, I haven't jumped into the teravi- *Terrifier* verse in a little while. This is all new to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Man, it's been a, it's been a crazy time. Thank you for having me on. Sorry it took so long. No
0: man, it's it's all good. Like everybody's got to, you know, get a little piece of everything you and you need your rest too, you know? Like <laughs> you're doing all these crazy things, you're doing Q&A, you're doing other podcasts, you're going to screenings, a, a bunch of stuff. You deserve some rest, man. So, happy new year and everything and, and to our, a, a very very healthy and successful year to everybody.
1: Amen. Thank you. Oh yeah. Likewise, you know, it's been a 2022 ended up being one of the best years of my life. And uh, it was just unexpected. You know, I mean, you live. I mean, being in this, I've been in this business 27 years now. Wow. It's a really long fucking time. And I'm a yeah. dinosaur. And uh, but I'm still here. Right. And um, mm. it felt really good to finally feel like you've done something that mattered or you did something right. You know, um, I've done a lot of things in my life. I've done things that I, I'm so proud of, but I, I never was able to really find success uh, until this movie really came out and did what no one, including especially us, expected to do.
0: Uh Dean, I don't know if you have any questions that uh you want to throw first.
2: Yeah, man. So I mean, we're over here in the UK, we are I was a big fan of the first Terrify movie when it first Thank came you. out. The whole art the clown character was fucking awesome. Um and when I knew the sort of crowdfunding was was going ahead and and there was a terrify two being made, you know, when it came out, when I when I finally got to see it, I was like, that is that's a fucking horror movie, man. That's how you make a horror movie. And then, you know, you guys got it, you guys got it onto the, onto the big screen and it was just, you know, success after success. What was, what were some of the challenges of getting it onto the big screen? Like what was the kind of process? How did you go about it? And then, you know, there's the success that followed, you know, just week after week, you kept, kind of kept getting renewed. And... Yeah.
1: Um, did you see it at Freightfest? Fest?
2: I do you know what I a heard. lot of friend a lot of friends of mine did see it at Fright Fest. So I, I worked for the for the Love of Horror Convention in Manchester um with some of the guys who went along to see it there. Um Unfortunately, I was working somewhere else, and then we decided right we're going to take. Do you know what we're going to take the day off and we're actually going to go and catch, see if there's any tickets left and we're going to go and watch it. And when, there were tickets right up to this point, and me and my partner were like. Right, let's get some tickets. We went online. Fuck, they're all sold out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, 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 no. Right at the very last minute, when we finally decided we were going to ditch what we were doing to go and see it, we we missed out. That' our, our bad. But well, yeah, I'm man,
1: glad, no. I'm glad you got. You got to I'm glad you got to see it. It was, uh you know, it, it's funny. um During the process of making the movie, the attitude was like, ah, go as far as you want. This ain't ever going to play in a theater, right? And <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, <It did. laughs> and you know how most like you would imagine like a filmmaker, you know, getting told that they're that that a studio or whomever wants to put their movie in a theater, y- you would think that it would be elation and joy on the part of the filmmaker. For us, it was just kind of flat out confusion. You know, we were like, oh, okay, like, did you watch this movie before? <laughs> yeah, you? right. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, we were only supposed to get October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Some theaters hit us on the night. Yeah. And uh, we thought that was it. You know, us, just like the rest of the fans, we didn't find out what was going on until the Monday came. Yeah. You know? The Monday after release. We never knew if we were going to get even one more day. But... um. The movie made over a million dollars in three days in just 850 wow. theaters, and that doesn't sound like much. But when you consider that the budget was 250,000, yeah, okay, that's that's a lot of money to make in just three days in limited showings, only playing maybe once or at most twice a day at 850 mm. theaters. So. We were, we thought we were, that was like hitting lotto, dude. You know, we were just like, yes, we did it. You know, we cried. We we fucking celebrated. We were just dumbfounded that this even happened. And then yeah. the distributor was like, well, I think we want to put you on for a second week. And I'm like, okay, that's good. You know, that's cool. Anything at this point is gravy, right? Yeah. So. Week two comes, and now we're in 300 less theaters because AMC didn't sign on. AMC is a theater chain here uh, in the UK. um, So they dropped out because they didn't see this coming, but the theaters who did see it were like, oh, well, we need to have this again. And then on week two, we ended up making more money in 350 less theaters than we did in week one. Wow. And we were just like, holy shit, really? (laughs) Crazy. That was when, like, the proverbial pedal hit the metal, you know? Um, (laughs) It was in the middle of week two where shit really started popping off, man. I mean, it was everywhere. And we were just like, like, is this really happening? You know, I mean, it, they were talking about it on Howard Stern. Oh, oh yeah, that was crazy. Shows. They were talking about it. It was name dropped on WWE Raw. It was just, it was just, it it hit right in the middle of that zeitgeist. And it blew things up. And then shit started happening like, people were passing out and oh, people yeah. were growing up. And, you <laughs> know, it's funny. It's, a lot of people think that was a marketing thing. We weren't smart enough to think of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was an
0: exorcist, but from modern days, and it was actually organic and actually happening. <laughs> well, yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the thing I attribute the success to, and in, in that it was organic, you know? A lot of filmmakers and a lot of studios nowadays, they all... They all think that they have the next midnight movie or the next horror icon, but it's not up to you to decide that. It's not up yet. to the fans. The fans have to make that happen. They have to bestow that honor. It has to happen organically, or it's not going to happen at all. And we'll never call art the clown a horror icon, you know. We think maybe he's on his way, you know, but For us, that's not something we can say, and it's not something a title we could give. And then, uh, you know, more and more people just kept showing up and showing up. And then the people who showed up showed up again and again. And every there were memes everywhere the thing with the sunglasses, the daisy glasses. Yeah, that was so
2: good. You know,
1: and I, I think that the reason for its success or at least a big part of his success is the whole world has just been through so much shit the last few years, you know, that, mm-hmm. uh, and, and movie theaters, they almost went completely out of business during COVID, you know? Yeah. I think they were more open to trying something new and uh, a, trying a new delivery method to see if it would work. And it fucking did, yeah, and, uh, and I think just crowds in general. I think we were just ready to have a good time, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I mean, um, I saw it opening day. Um, I, I live in the US, so I saw it when it opened, and then I saw it again the same weekend because um, <laughs> I wanted to see how the crowds were, and right. then I saw it the second weekend that it was renewed. And- it was crazy uh the theater was was fuller um I did witness one person faint and two families walk out <laughs> I did witness that
1: really yes
0: I did um oh my god my camera's acting up but that's okay um so uh, I did I witnessed that and then uh all my friends I sent a couple of my friends over to um go and watch it too and they are like this is the craziest movie I have ever seen um why did you send me here <laughs> and they enjoyed the hell out of it so you know actually being able to um kind of witness <laughs> some of the phenomena that was going about on about was I mean, great
1: you're one of like maybe three people i know of that actually witnessed this tell me about that what
0: happened yeah so i was in like the middle row i was you always try to sit in the middle um whenever i watch films because i feel like you get a bit of view there and i had one guy maybe th- Three seats away from me. This was the second weekend, so it was uh, the third time I've seen the film. And he was eating his popcorn, and then I I hear his bag drop, and then he's just sitting backward. And he comes to like maybe five minutes later. I was gonna say something, but I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be because at first I thought he was sleeping. I was like, oh, he was just bored. But then I was like, but why would his popcorn fall or whatever it was? And then he woke up, and then. He was like looking around and I was trying <laughs> trying not to look at him and then he just carried on with the film and it, it happened um during the, the alley scene. Um, and then that's when I witnessed the families walk out too. I think they realized they were like, yeah, this is this is not for my kids. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well you know it's funny, it was it was the wild west for the first couple of weeks, you know? Uh, the movie was not N C seventeen. Yeah. the movie had no rating whatsoever because we didn't show it to the mpa you know yeah and uh, so theaters really didn't have any any protocol in place i mean technically speaking you could have been 13 years old and, and gone to the movie theater and said i want to see i want to take it for terrifier too yeah and there was nothing that said they couldn't do that you know but wow. <laughs> It really was just the wild west for like the first couple of weeks, and then as the hype and the content started getting out there, that's when theaters were like, Okay, we're treating this like we would any other R rated movie. Uh, and you listen, you know, I love to hear stories about people fainting (laughs) or growing up. Obviously, we didn't want anyone to get hurt or or anything like that, but it's just I don't know. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because people were just so used to seeing uh, CG gore that when you had people, Not just... possibly, yeah, yeah,
0: I think it was because the way that some of it, it's made and and with Damien's like brilliant like you know, makeup design and doing all the special effects and how realistic it was and how raw everything is, you're so used to seeing these budget films that having so much gloss over everything, right? And I, I think what really gets people is the sound design mixed in with how brutal everything is. And that's what I love about it. This movie, it is brutal, but it also has a beauty. And that's what I really like about this film is that it's so beautiful, violent, that it, it blends so well. And I think when you get a little um, used to how some of the scenes are and you get to see, like, the alley scene. Or, um... It's
2: just relentless, isn't it, that scene? Yeah, the and, kill the, and, and, the and you get the, the head...
0: With the, with the candy, like you you weren't really prepared because obviously you saw the first terrifying. Like, okay, so I witnessed somebody you get were sawed dead. in <laughs> half. So I was like, oh, that's the worst it can get, right? And then mm-hmm. um, when I, we had uh, David on the show a couple of times and um, I had him on earlier last year and we were he was kind of hinting like, dude, there's a scene in this movie that's way worse than uh, getting sawed in half. I'm like, nah, no, nah, you're bullshitting. Like there's absolutely no way yeah. that that's possible. Went to go see the film, and I'm like, you were right. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> it was crazy. And that was um, where I saw everybody walk out or, or faint. And it really is because you're so used to so much gloss over everything or people cutting away and not seeing every single detail. Damien wants you to see this. He wants you to feel how this person's feeling. You don't want to, you know, sympathize with art at all. You don't want to, but he does in a way. He makes you feel like that, but you're also feeling for the person who's being tortured. And that's what I love about the Terrifier series, especially Terrifier 2, with just how much further he, he went. And I cannot wait for Terrifier 3 to see more people faint. <laughs> I really can't.
1: It's really funny. Did, you know that that the alley scene was based <laughs> on actual murder, right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Oh, I did not know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you know that. Because it was one of Jack the Ripper's final victims. Yeah,
0: I think uh, uh, when I was talking to Damien and, yeah, okay. and I had David on, I think they they're the ones that told me about that, and I actually you know looked it up later. So and yeah,
1: there's a very famous picture of one of his victims who it's so messy and so oh yeah On Catherine well, Eddowes
2: is it the Catherine Eddowes
1: one? Yes, yes, uh, and Damien basically reverse engineered that kill, like so you could see how we got to that point you know and um yeah because dude what reality is way scarier than anything we could cook up you know oh, yeah but um, you know to think that somebody actually did pretty much that to somebody is it's just insane you know did the people who faint or, or walked out at least make it to the bleach scene
0: um
1: because yeah. that's my favorite part I'm of the trying movie.
0: to remember <laughs> i don't think so i think it was as soon as he started scalping, is when they were like, "I'm done,
1: I'm done." Yeah, I hear it, I, I get it. But when the bleach, when he came back with was the bleach, so funny. I'm sorry. I think I think what makes these movies a little bit different than, say, films that are as violent, like maybe the hostile movies or Saw or, or things like that. I think that those movies, their gore is handled a lot more seriously. you know, whereas Art is clearly having fun and even though he's despicable and he's evil fucking incarnate, you're having fun with him and I I think our kills go so far, like 70 steps too far that they become sort of fun you know, as mean spirited as they are it's kind of like a car wreck, you can't turn away, you know, you're just watching And, and that's a That's a real testament to David. His acting as Art the Clown is just, it's insane. As soon as he gets that makeup on, he is a completely different person. You know, Mm. even if you see him at a show, at a convention in makeup, as soon as that makeup is on and that little top hat goes on, (laughs) anymore, He just, he is Art the Clown and that's the way he stays until the makeup comes off. And I, I think that's another thing that fans just love about him because when they do see him you know what is mind-blowing to me is the amount of kids that adore him yeah you know like even when he's dressed up like art the clown the kids just flock to him like it, it's almost like some sort of weird freddy krueger kind of thing where kids love yeah. freddy, you know it's it's really it's cool to see it's utterly Disturbing, I guess. <laughs> yeah But you know, who knew? It, it the whole this whole ride has just been one who knew question after the other for us, and we're so pleased, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it's still you know really strong. People still talking about terrifier too, and <clears throat> and and you know sharing pictures and more memes and and whatnot. I mean, got awesome like DVD and Blu-ray releases and everything. You got awesome like you know merchandise going on it's 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 awesome and i'm happy to see it and to also know that Terrifier 2 really helped pave the way for these other small indie films going into theaters like there was a lot that happened with this little film that could you know and it's awesome to see and knowing that 2023 is year for indie horror i can i already i know it because you got Outwaters coming out. Um, we have Skin that is out right now, and I'm sure there's some other ones that are probably going to be making at the theaters. But like, how is it, you know, feeling that you had some sort of a part in getting that to fruition?
1: Um, that is sort. My nose is all sorts of stuff. So sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Like my, I have seasonal allergies that will not fucking go away. <laughs> you know. If we had to pick one thing that we're happiest about, it would be that. And Even if it was any horror film that did it, not even Terrifier 2, it was any horror film that did this, we would be ecstatic because it does open the doors, or at least it can open the doors to theaters to be a lot more friendly to lower budget features, to to younger directors, to directors who have you know, these movies that unfortunately end up going either straight to vod or some of them even just end up on youtube you know and and no one ever sees them unless they're looking for them. so the fact that this movie it, it did a lot of strange things it kind of negated the mpa completely uh it it, it proved that you know, you don't need a, a $20 million budget to have a blockbuster, you know, and I I think more than anything, it's scared and it probably still scares the fuck out of Hollywood. And I I, I think the reason why it scares Hollywood is speaking as somebody who's been in the business for so long, um, Hollywood's a replication machine. They see what works and then they give you 10 more of it and you can't do that with this. You know, this was there's never just to put some fears to rest. Um there's never going to be a scenario where Terrifier 3 ends up being a studio film, okay? Mm. No studio would, would would with any brains would touch it even yeah. though they should, okay? But they're not going to want to take the chances that Cinedigm uh, and Bloody Disgusting took, you know? Uh, and I understand that. I completely get it. And now that we've had some success, a lot of people are like, oh, what are you going to do for three? Is it going to be a bigger budget? Is it going to be this? It's going to be that. It's going to be Terrifier 3. Yes. That's what it needs to be, you know? Same crew, same kind of same kind of uh mentality behind it. We made Terrifier 2 as a thank you to the fans who made Terrifier 1 as big of a success that it was. And it was successful for a little film, you know, before we mm-hmm. knew it, people were making their own shit. They were making uh t-shirts, they were making this, they were making that, they were getting tattoos. And this is just on the strength of this one little movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was really special to us. So when it came to Terrifier 2. We wanted to give the fans back something that was as special. And when it comes to Terrifier 3, we owe you guys a lot, you know. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Oh
0: wait.
1: We're really cognizant of that because this would never have happened if everybody out there didn't do their part. And they did so willingly and without being prompted. There was no call to arms. There was no marketing campaign whatsoever. There was no money for a marketing campaign. This was all us and you guys. And I think that's why people have responded to it. I mean, you have an Art Christmas box on your table.
0: Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs>
1: this movie belongs to you. This is your movie. This is the fans franchise. You know what I mean? It's made specifically for the fans. We knew that we had a chance of picking up some other viewers who probably wouldn't have been a fan of the first one, at least we hoped. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think what makes this movie as special as it was is the fans and the way everyone reacted to it and the way that you guys all support it, you know? Um, it's a gift to us. You know, You a lot of people say, thank you for making this, this and that. Thank you for watching it, man. Thank you for loving it. And, and thank you for letting our weird fucking little movie become a part of your life. You know, it, it's, it's, this has been without question the most humbling experience for all of us. And I, I said it a hundred times, you guys weren't just on the ride with us, man. You're in the car, you know? this was us all together and i don't think you're ever going to see another filmmaking community that's as in touch with its fan base as we are you know we comment on everything we read everything where even if somebody says our movie sucks we're just grateful you took the time to watch it you know mm-hmm. and it, it, it's just been everything about this has been special and, and we couldn't been we couldn't be happier
0: yeah, and it's it's been a blast, you know, seeing everything that's been coming out of it, and also the uh, the horror community support with everything, too, and seeing how um, happy they are to see films like this being made, and knowing that it's giving chances to other people to be a little bit more creative, to be pushing boundaries, because this movie, it pushed every boundary, every single one that you could think of, it, it pushed it. it. really did. Um, whether it be with the theater, whether it be with you know new ways of doing filmmaking or, or writing and doing special effects that Damien was doing and doing it all himself, which is so unheard of. You, you never hear um, somebody who is directing and writing doing all the special effects and making sure every scene is correct and, and going so far and pushing boundaries. And I'm sure... Being the producer, there was, you know, a lot of challenges uh, on that scope as well. And it paid off so well. And I'm really happy to have seen a film like this and to know there's a film like this out there and that people love it. Yeah, there are people who hate it, but, you know, that happens with everything. And you know what? The hate's fine. You're you still giving attention to this amazing piece of art. um, And... I want more. I'm very, very thirsty for more. And um I can't oh, wait. No, yeah. I really, really can't.
1: You know, we um Damian is a genius, and I don't throw that term around lightly. He is he is somebody with a very clear vision of what he wants to do and where he wants the story to go. And I think we've all already decided that this isn't like something we're gonna run into the ground. Like, you're not going to get movies with art in Hawaii or art in space. <laughs> <laughs> when Damien is done telling his story, Damien is done telling his story. And whether that be three movies or four movies or six movies, we don't know what that's going to be. And we don't know what it's going to look like. But I do know that I I know the direction we're, we're going to take for three. And it's fucking insanity. <laughs>
0: okay. I can't wait
1: yeah we we can't wait <laughs> we're just we we, we don't want to rush it because we could and people are obviously like we need three now you know yeah and yeah I, we, get that and we appreciate that but we'll all see what happens when you know a movie ends up getting yearly entries you know it, exactly. it's not nation. So we're we we want to let this breathe. We wanna do it the right way with the same people, the same mindset, the same vision. And uh if you think what you saw in two was crazy, just wait, because there's there's gonna be holy shit. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um
0: Dean, you know, I'll let you throw a couple of questions.
2: Yeah, man. I was just wanted to quickly touch back on um, you were talking about the alley scene, and so I was I was lucky, so I was, I was, we didn't get any showings at the cinema over here, but I got to see it before a lot of people in the UK because Screenbox sent us some screeners through the movie, uh, and I loved the first one, and I couldn't wait to sit down and watch it, and um, and it was like a couple of hours long, just over a couple of hours, right? I think mm-hmm. didn't feel like it. It, didn't, it was two hours and 18 minutes. Yeah. 2018, right? It didn't feel like that, man. It was that. That's how you know of a really good movie when it doesn't feel as long as it is. You know, you, you watch it and it's just like, wow, it kind of went by so quickly. Every single shot, every single scene was just badass. And The music, the soundtrack, you know, the different characters, the kills. But I remember Dustin saying to me, because he'd seen it before me, and he was like, when you get to this particular scene, FaceTime me because I want to see your reaction <laughs> <laughs> and it yeah. was the Ali scene um yeah so I just kind of had a camera up over here and I was like okay what like this one he's like yeah yeah so I started watching it and I was like fuck
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was so good
2: it was and then so it just good. kept going I was like whoa oh my god and then my partner kind of peered her head around the corner and she's like what the f is going on here yeah but yeah yeah man it was it is absolutely awesome so yeah that was fantastic. Going back to um, uh, you mentioned merch earlier on the Art Crispies box. Um, there's been a lot of kind of cool merch uh, for Terrifier too. Um, how do you guys kind of commission that? Do you get a lot of submissions? Do you get a lot? I know I know a few of the artists who have designed some T-shirts. Like I know Sam Hane, um, uh, ninety two. I know Evil Eye have just done a really cool print. So they're all good friends of mine from over here on the circuit in the UK um but yeah do you kind of get a lot of different ideas sent to you about
1: merch we we hot did. sauce we do it's been really hard to be honest yeah. with you. um listen we don't want we don't want people to get bad quality stuff you know so yeah. that's one of the considerations that we make i mean if you look at the art krispies box that's very heavy cardboard that shit ain't going nowhere for quite some time um yeah. It has to be a really good idea. And also one of the things we're running into is a lot of people are just making their own products and selling them, you know? Yeah. And that is, that's both a delight and a problem, you know, because, you know, listen, we're, we're still very small fish in a great big pond. So while we appreciate people making stuff and selling them, it'd be really cool if they were to contact us and say, Hey, can we officially license this? And that's all they really have to do, you know? So people have contacted us. We're in the middle of revamping the entire merch side of things. So things are going a little bit slower. It is a slow process unfortunately, because there's a lot of legalese and a lot of this. So, and plus, a lot of people are making stuff that we make in-house, in yeah. you know? So it, it's like, where do you draw the line? Where do you dilute what you're doing and let other people... You know what I mean? Yeah, so,
2: absolutely, man. Yeah, for sure.
1: This has been a, a real monster to wrap our heads around. And it's a great problem to have. And <laughs> yeah. people are excited. And I know people want to do this, this, and that. We have we've yet to get in touch with several people who came to us some really good ideas is because we're we're still in the middle of getting all the paperwork done and everything yes. else. While we're ready to move, that doesn't mean, you know, anyone else who has to actually draw up the paperwork is. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah. it, it's been taking a lot longer than we'd like, but hopefully within a, a few weeks we'll be able to get where we want to be and then it's it's on, man. People have a great idea, come to us. Let us know. We'll be happy to to work with you and and do something it's just right now i mean to be honest with you you know we knew we made a good movie we were confident that we made a good movie but we didn't know this was going to happen yeah yeah uh nobody could have been prepared for this you know in a perfect world you know we could have had the foresight to know what was happening put a, a incredible marketing merch machine in place but yeah we just didn't see this success and we're so thankful for it but you know just like anything else you have to take some time to wrap your head around it and make sure it's done the right way and yeah absolutely yeah the time. and we're just yeah to, we're just trying to as we did everything else with this franchise we're trying to do everything the right way you yeah know? yeah in a way where we're not We're not, you know, like charging people exorbitant amounts of money for things. You know what I mean? Because some people have come to us with these crazy high market things. And I'm like, I don't think we want to do that to the fans. We want to keep things affordable, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just been, it's been another facet that we're lucky to be. It's another great problem to have. Put it that way. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's awesome, man. Yeah, I've been. I sent you. I don't know if you remember. I sent you across uh, my hot sauce idea, the Terrifier hot sauce. Yes, yes, that was you. That was yeah. me, man.
1: Okay, <laughs> we well, have been talking about that actually. Yeah, that oh,
2: that yeah. was my one. But, um,
1: I'm, a hot, yeah, we, I'm a hot sauce aficionado.
2: I'm I a- I remember you saying. Yeah, I remember you saying, man. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've done a lot. Of, we can chat about that later. But yeah, I've I've done a lot of different like horror themed hot sauces and. I started off um, doing kind of puns on movies, and I kind of run into a few IP problems. It's one especially with Warner Brothers. So, yeah, I always try and do things the right way, you know, go to the right channels and, and all that kind of stuff nowadays. But, um, but yeah, you see some great some great Terrify merch, man. I've seen some amazing T-shirts, some amazing uh, T-shirt designs. The Art Crispy's box is fantastic. So yeah, I love and this it, thing. It, I got the
0: smaller it, version, but it's still me. So good. It's got like the well, I mean, maze yeah. on the back and it's, it's so good. So good. Every,
1: what's cool about that is that is the exact design from the movie. That's so and cool. Yeah. <laughs> would be yeah. yeah. And, you know, when you buy it from com, that money goes right back into A, making the movies, and B, hmm. supporting the people who make these movies. Yeah. Hmm. When we make money through the merch shop we just invest it in more cool merch yeah know? yeah. so it's like you guys buying is like feeding the beasts so we could feed you you know and yeah. it's a pre- and again great problem to have i love all of the ideas uh we've been approached with some crazy shit. uh a <laughs> <don't> lot <laughs> some really crazy shit and uh, <laughs> we're just trying to get to the place where we we want to be able to make it a turnkey situation, you know. Yeah. And a lot of exactly a lot of stuff that goes into making that happen. So it's happening, but it's happening a little bit slower than everyone would like. Not just you guys, us too. So yeah. hang in there. You know we're we're working on it. I know that sounds like a bullshit thing somebody says when people are waiting for something, but we are sincerely fucking working on it.
0: (laughs) Hey, you know, waiting is, is, is worth it. Um, especially for a movie like this and seeing all the great stuff that's been coming out. Um, yeah. So, you know, after everything that's happened with terrifier two, uh, Steve, is there anything you have in the works right now? That's not terrifier related. Are you currently producing anything or, or doing anything else like that?
1: Yes, I am. Um, it's funny. It's like after the success, the success of terrifier, uh, everybody in their grandmother wanted to work with me, you know, <laughs> uh, my email box filled up in three seconds and <laughs> I got a really long memory. And some of these people are people who wouldn't have peed on me if I was on fire. Yeah. So, uh, fuck them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only want to work with the people whom I like and whom I respect. Uh, I have a couple of projects in various states of production. One is an anthology film. Oh, hell yeah. Jed Shepard from Host and Josh Stolberg and David McCraninney and Alex Neuer and Sebastian Bazil and Blair Bathery. Uh, that's coming up really soon. Production on that should go hopefully start in a couple of months at latest. And I have a couple other projects that are floating around. I have a project with a uh, John Schnitzer, who did that incredible fucking documentary about the haunted house industry, and uh, yeah, man, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff happening. You know, it. it I'm fifty, you know, and uh, that's old as shit. And I don't know who said that was okay. I missed that meeting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're still rocking it, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, I'm at a point now in my life where I know what's important to me. I know who is important to me. And, you know, I I spent my whole life slaving to be a part of this industry. I've lost everything I could have. I gained back everything I I ever dreamed. And it feels good to be able to say at this part of my life that it wasn't for nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. Because it's really easy to feel like a failure. You know, imposter syndrome, that shit is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did Dread Central for 18 years. And when I stopped doing that, I was like, who am I? You know, what am I doing? And I I didn't know. And I, I thought it was over for me, you know, when in fact it was just starting. So you never know yeah. what's going on. Absolutely. And tomorrow holds so I, I just wanna say for anyone listening, if you love something, if you truly love something and you see that you're you want to do this more than anything in this world, keep at it, man. Because if this schmuck can make it, and <laughs> oh, yeah. I am schmuck, ain't gonna lie, then it's <laughs> possible, you know? You just have to love it and want it enough. And I I am lucky to have a couple of projects in production. And I'll always consider myself lucky to be a part of not just this genre, but of this fan base because horror fans are the fucking best. They and really we, are. We really fucking know it. No one is more passionate. No one is more, you know, we get such a bad rap, but we're the nicest fucking people in the world, you know? And uh, it, it, it's just, I I just feel very blessed and very happy and you know I gotta admit you know Damien Leone Phil Falcone Lisa Falcone they made a lot of my dreams come true you know these movies do not exist without those three people in particular and uh God bless them and I, I am grateful they let me be a part of this crazy ride you know uh, I don't think I could not have been part of this crazy ride because <laughs> I would have been flaring up like herpes in their life every time they turned around. But um, it, it's been great to to be a part of something that feels like a family. And I never really knew where my place in life was. I knew where I wanted it to be. And I'm glad I'm finally there. It took me 50 years to come home, but I'm finally home. And I couldn't be happier.
0: Hard work pays off, man. Hard, hard work enough. pays off. It really, really does. Great
2: story, uh, Dustin. You've got all psychedelic again.
0: Yeah, I, like I know. I, I'm telling you, I have a ghost in my house that just does not like cameras. That's just how it is right now. So, for everybody, kinda, watching,
2: sorry, late 60s, late 60s Beatles psychedelia. <laughs> I'll stra- off my
0: camera for the people wa- watching right now, but you know, that's <laughs> oh, this
1: is dude. You're actually at a good frame, you're smiling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hell
0: yeah, dude. I'm just gonna make this my profile picture for everything.
1: <laughs> I will.
0: <laughs> that's awesome um but yeah Steve. you know hard work really does pay off and i'm so excited to see what else is in it works for you and anybody else that you're working with um horror is thriving it's been thriving for a good almost two years now like last year really things got kicked off a lot last year um starting with a lot of things early in the year that was dropping on shutter like revealer that movie pushed a lot of Boundaries that a lot of people don't talk about that much anymore, but that movie um, was one of my favorites from last year. Um, just like Terrifier two, um, I'm just I can't wait for the future of everything like Terrifier or indie or even I guess like studio films. They're starting to kind of turn around a, a little bit of like you know I, that's,
1: a, that's another a bit. that's another pleasant side effect of the Terrifier phenomenon is uh now you see movies saying, oh, we're going to be gorier. Yeah. And stuff mm. like that.
2: And yeah.
1: That wouldn't have happened. You nope. know, that definitely <laughs> wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for... Because you know there's some Hollywood exec going, people want blood, give them fucking blood. Yeah, ah! exactly.
0: <laughs> all the means is that one guy.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, if we got that guy bitching, God bless. Good, get off your fucking ass, man. Let people create art instead of telling them, who are you? Who is anyone to tell anyone else what they should or shouldn't like? You know? I agree, man. It's crazy. It's fucking nuts. Fuck the MPA. Fuck everybody that judges anyone on any fucking level. You know? Amen, man. It's ludicrous, bro. If you're making something, don't tell me. If I'm going to see the Texas Chainsaw fucking massacre, I know what I'm going to the movies for.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm.
1: You don't have to try to sanitize it for me it's just it's ludicrous let people like what they like and you know if you're worried about the kids parent your children explain to them what they're watching explain to them what these movies are and if you pull back that curtain for them they're likely to have a blast you know Mm. don't inhibit people because when you inhibit people you make them want to do the things you don't want them to do more, you exactly. know?
0: And you know, being a father, I definitely relate on that. Like I explain everything to him. He's four He's going to be five next month. Um, he watches some things. Um, he's seen a little bit of terrifier too. Um, and, I, and I explained, he he loves art. Like you were talking about earlier, that kids love art. He, he loves art, even though he doesn't really and know exactly who it, he, he is, but it's just the look of him and how like otherworldly and, and, Crazy! This kids are drawn to stuff like that. They they love the things that are so out there because it matches their imagination. You know, because they have such a wild imagination, and um, this movie, you know, it has a wild imagination. It goes above and beyond. It pushes and pushes and pushes, and it it doesn't stop. It just keeps on going. And seeing other films do that now and pushing boundaries and making people uncomfortable or. Um, witnessing things that they thought they would never witness before. Um, Like I was talking earlier about Skinnamarink, like that movie really messed me up. And um, that's like how Terrifier 2 messed me up in a way of realizing that I've been missing out, you know, on, on some things. And now seeing that this movie has allowed other people to be as creative and not being afraid of holding back and being able to let everything out without anybody saying a word. And if they do, they don't care. They're like, I just want to get it out there. And it just makes me really, really happy. And to be, you know, doing a show like this and being able to talk to you and having Dean on here and talking to so many other people in in the horror world and filmmakers and actors, it's a dream. And as you were saying, don't stop, keep going. And that's what we're doing. And I'm so for everything else that, they're doing and the air fire team's doing the fuzz on the lens guys. Like they're they're rocking it, man. You're, you're all rocking it. You really, really are.
1: <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thank you, <laughs>
0: Well, thank you. Um, Dean, I don't know if you have any uh last things you wanna you want throw on the board. Yeah, man. There's just
1: one more thing
2: I wanted to ask you. You did the uh it's just just going back a little bit, the uh smodcastle cinema thing in New Jersey with Kevin Smith. How was that, man? I love Kevin Smith. I met him uh, once, and he was well, the nicest dude ever.
1: You know that was that was the perfect way to cap off this madness. You know, yeah. that was like the final. To us, that was the Oscars. You know, right?
2: Yeah, man. Yeah,
1: getting to sit down with Kevin and bullshit about these movies—it's it, it, just another dream come true. You know, yeah. It, it, Everything that's happened with this movie has been another dream come true. It's like just chalking another one off the bucket list. Yeah. And I left Dread Central after 18 years because I, I wasn't getting along with them. But more than anything, I helped get Terrifier into the world, you know, and mm to go out on that note with you know getting something released that the fans really liked I couldn't think of a better note to go out on and I'm very proud of that and in no way shape or form did I think that decision would have left would have gotten me where I am right now you know mm. but it's supposed to show you life is unpredictable oh, yeah. and mm. scary and it could be shitty but you got to let it be all of those things because it's all part of the ride and if you just keep your eye on the prize and you keep your head down and you work hard you're going to get to where you want to be the only limitations you have on your life are those that you put on them so you need to let yourself be who you are always and always be true to yourself when you watch terrifier 2 you could see above and beyond anything that this movie was made by horror fans, you know, Mm. everything is right there. You, you can't miss it. And, uh, I I think in order for this franchise to stay successful in order for us collectively to be successful, we all have to be exactly who we are and not compromise and not take a shortcut. Cause I could tell you just as plain as there's a nose on my face, man, I've never ever seen a, a shortcut that was worth it. That led to anything good. It always, it, it may get you someplace quicker, but it's going to fall apart just as quick. You know, it's mm-hmm. better to take the time and lay the foundation and go on the journey than it is yeah. to down a road, you know? Yeah, exactly. Wise words. <laughs>
0: and, uh, yeah, this has been a blast, Steve. Um, Thank you for coming and spending some time with us. And especially after you've taken a little bit of a break and then jumping right back into it, you know, it's, it's awesome to do these types of things and being able to chat with you now and hear more about the the backstory on things and, and just hearing and feeling your passion for everything. It, it makes me want to do more as well. And I hope it mm-hmm. kind of reaches everybody else out there who's listening or watching and realizing like, go do something pick up a camera just go do it or write something whatever it may be go do it no yeah
1: it, camera on your phone nowadays exactly there's
0: there's so much you can do and there's no limit you were saying like the only limit that there is is really whatever you do um to you no know, hinder it or you're too scared to do something right this is like the age of taking risks it really is because yeah, there's consequences if you're doing things stupid or you know doing something illegal. But like if you're taking smart risks, um, with filmmaking or whatever it is that you're doing in general, do it. Um, have a buddy, go and do it. If you're afraid to do something alone, get a best friend. Um, that's why I got Dean here. You know, it's not that I'm afraid to do this alone. It's just it's it's better to do something with somebody. I feel like doing things by yourself is boring. You no, know? and you know with the the whole team that that Terrifier had with Fuzz and Lens and. You know everybody else that was involved with it. Like you tell everybody was having a blast, and that's what all this stuff is is about is having fun and creating something that people can enjoy. And man, what a time it is to be alive! Like seriously, seriously, oh, um, it's been it's been such a, a great ride, and um I want to keep you know going on this terrifier train and getting you on here. I didn't want to stop because we've had almost everybody. That was um, either acting or sort of involved with Terrifier and Terrifier 2 on here. And um, I just want to keep showing people that you need to love this film or you got to hate this film. Whatever it may be, just give it a chance. Just watch it, even if it's for five minutes or support it. Buy it for a friend or buy something from merch. Whatever it may be, support this film so that way they can help create a bigger, crazier film. Because I am so for that. I really really am and um Steve You're I get thank it. you I promise <laughs> I really do thank you for you know championing this this series I guess I can call it now this little series since the beginning and you know showing that this is something this is something and everybody needs to see it so thank you thank you very much
1: appreciate you thank you
0: and uh dean i don't know if you have any uh, last things you want to throw unless you're all set man i'm good
2: man i'm good man we can let steve off the hook yeah it's been a great chat with you, Steve, man. it's really interesting to hear you know not just from the actors and damien and everyone else just to hear from the teams that you know everyone else has been working on it and puts in all their hard work and efforts and passion over the years you know you are taking it from you know the beginning right up to where it is now and and where you're heading with it in the future so yeah it's great to chat
1: to you man it was my pleasure sincerely yeah, and uh Steve, you're always
0: welcome on here again to talk about anything, upcoming films. You want to talk about a film? Um, you're you're welcome. You're part of the family now, man.
1: Thank it's you.
0: it's great to you know have you in the group. Uh this is gonna- I think um Dean, I think this might be our thirty fourth interview in a span what? of like five months. Damn. <laughs> so you're, you're the late so
2: months. Stayed up here in the UK the UK time right, till yeah. like 2 <laughs> in the morning. I'm like, it's been worth it, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really has. So, Steve, thank you for being here, part of the journey and, you know, making this year and last year so worth it and getting everybody out of their house, you know, that's that was the main thing, getting everybody into a theater, supporting theaters. It was great. And thank you for, for being here. Seriously. Thank you. <laughs> and uh we'll let we'll let Steve off the hook right now and uh we'll say goodbyes and we'll see everybody next time.
1: Take care.